tout pour le tout, rien pour rien. Et nous vivons pour le bien de ce ciel. Mais pourtant, on a du talent. Maman me le dit.
Qu'être si c'est ensemble Ça vaut une voile Et en s'organisant On naviguera l'eau That's Moonfruits with Les Marins from their album Saint Kekapa. I'm joined by Caitlin Milroy and Alex Malaire, who are Moonfruits. <laughs> now, we're at Folk Music Ontario. It's Friday afternoon. Uh, we're sitting down for an interview. I have to say, Folk Roots Radio should probably have done this interview a while ago because <laughs> I've known you and your music for quite a long time. You mm-hmm. played an absolutely fabulous showcase for us at... Uh, last year's Folk Music Ontario conference, but it's great finally to be able to to yes. sit down and 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 chatter about your music. So, with that introduction, mm-hmm. let's talk about Moonfruits, how you got together, and the music you make. Sure, sure, love to. Yeah. Well, um, we, we both were living in Ottawa and still live in Ottawa, and um, there was a really wonderful open mic in Ottawa that sadly is shut down as well as the bar uh called mugshots and they had this great big open courtyard and i have this very like distinct memory of walking into the courtyard and seeing kate and one of her friends sing uh, a cappella i forget what song it was but not a lot of folks sing a cappella at open mic so i thought <laughs> she's pretty brave or maybe a little bit sauced or, or both but <laughs> But we, we I won't claim bravery, but I wasn't sauce. So. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and we just sort of wound up playing in I think the parking lot that night, mm-hmm. and uh, and sparks were definitely flying, and 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 we both thought, oh, there's something there. And then I promptly left for four months on a on a busking trip. Which if anybody has seen my guitar, it's got a big hole in it. The second one, I guess, and uh, that that's from that time. Um, but we sort of were thinking about one another, I think, a fair bit yeah. while I was away. And yeah, it was quite a, a neat meeting. It was a funny time in my life. I'd just started to do some music for fun and was was collaborating with my friend uh, Brianna, who is an, is an artist by the name of Lucila Elmar, and we were just working out some tunes a cappella because I really can't play any other instruments. And, uh, but I knew that she liked to sing a cappella and, and do things where you would, you know, sort of accompany with the voice. So we were doing a bit of that at this open mic and it just, it just really clicked singing with Alex. I'd never sung with anyone with a low voice before. I'd done a lot of community choir, which was uh, SSAA. And, and so I had never had that experience of harmonizing with someone with a much lower register. And that for me was really exciting at the beginning of the band. Not yeah. so much now. But. <laughs> <laughs> You've yeah. been together too long. <laughs> <laughs> it's still exciting. I, I really, uh, we have a lot of fun playing, I think, with, with our voices. That's been, for a long time, the driver of the kind of music that we end up making. Uh, although Alex is a fabulous guitar player, and he also plays banjo. Yeah. And I think that the fact that you're a bilingual band, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you've sung in English, sent Kekapa, is an album that that's a French album. Yeah. But you 
you know, it's kind of like one of the reasons I love Ottawa and that whole area is the fact that it is, to me, as, you know, someone who chose to make Canada her home Mm -hmm. after moving from the UK. I mean, what attracted me to Canada in the beginning was the fact that it it is a bilingual country. Mm -hmm. I love that Quebec is Quebec. I love that English Canada is English Canada, but I prefer it when English and French live together and people move back and forwards. I just think that's the best thing in the world. Yeah, it's become, um, well, if I can speak from my own experience, it's become the new reality of my life. I grew up in an Anglophone household in southern Ontario, and my parents just happened to put me in a French immersion, my brother as well, in a French immersion program. And I fell in love with French right away. I, I always liked the language itself just for the fun of, I did odd things as a kid. I would like pretend that I was a TV announcer and sort of make up things to say and just practice speaking aloud in French because I liked the sounds so much. So as a vocalist and a singer, to be able to sing in both languages, to write poetry with Alex in French and in English, like that's become a really special part of what we have been able to do together. And our lives have become very bilingual. And it's funny, we were recently, this summer we were in St. John for... um, for an event there called Quality Block Party. And we met so many other Acadians and in Fredericton too. Mm-hmm. And and they refer to Ottawa as Little New Brunswick <laughs> because they find that the vibes of people are similar, but there's also so much flowing back and forth between French and English and and no apology or or translation necessarily. That's sort of like it's not Chiac, but it's its own thing where you're kind of you're speaking to other people who do speak at least a bit of both. And in our live performance, we've been playing around with that by presenting music that we've written in French, but with stories in English uh, in between to set the stage and give context so we can perform them for like audiences that don't necessarily speak French or are curious about French, but don't really understand. And it's been so much fun. It's uh, it's really opened some doors for us. Yeah. And I mean, on a personal level, we in the last couple of years have started listening to a lot more music that's not necessarily in languages that we mm-hmm. speak either, you know. Um, one of our great loves is this band called Zubartas, and they're from the Languedoc region in France that speaks its own mm, roots, or i sorry, branch of, of French, I guess, called Languedoc. And, uh, and we just love hearing it and love hearing the sounds and in our minds we're thinking like, okay, if we can make music that we think is just kind of good, <laughs> hopefully it doesn't matter for, for folks uh, what language it happens to be sung in. And, and by, large, uh, by and large, I think that's been our experience that so many people just want to come to the show to come to the show and, and don't really care that much, which is great because we just want to play for them. So mm-hmm. let, let's talk about the album. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saint Kekapar came out, I think, 2017? Yeah, yeah, in May. It's a French album, and it tells a story. Mm-hmm. And it tells a story about this wonderful place. So uh, why don't I throw it over to you and let's uh, entice our listenership by telling them a little bit about this special place and why you wanted to, to create what is really almost like a concept album. Yeah, um, I think it's safe to say that Alex and I are both romantic people. We, we like romanticizing things and uh, we like um, we like feeling things through music. And so St. Kekpa kind of came about because we had been doing some traveling and 
and a bit of touring for the first time as a band. And we'd had all these wonderful experiences of going to new places and meeting people that we didn't really know that they were strangers to us, but had come to a concert. And we were introduced to all different kinds of people's life stories, sort of their day-to-day experiences. And we were watching two, two generations are what I refer to as our own and a generation of people who are retired or nearly retired or want to be retired, but are still working. And they were facing all of these similar sort of um, challenges, hard time making ends meet, hard time finding work or meaningful work, uh, a sense of loss of community, fighting to keep those things like public spaces and, uh, and libraries and community centers open, fighting to hold on to culture and to create space where they could feel really at home in their community or village as we came to start thinking about it. And, and so it just sort of evolved very naturally. The, the creative process was one where we were writing songs that were inspired by people we had met or people we knew back home. And sometimes it was like very much one person that inspired the song, and other times it was sort of an amalgam of, of stories we'd heard. And these sort of portraits, these songs uh, that created portraits of a person or a moment in a person's life were emerging. We were sort of working on it. We were working on it with Don Charette that we, we did some, uh, who was our producer on this last record. We did a lot of pre-production. And as he was asking us questions like, well, what is this about? We would tell him these elaborate stories about who these people were and where they were coming from. And we'd had all these bizarre arguments of so-and-so wouldn't say this to so-and-so. And eventually we realized that we'd, we'd really created this imaginary village with at least, you know, a baker's dozen of well-formed characters and and so we thought that that would be a good way to present the album would be just to present this imaginary village and then as we went on tour with the album we delved deeper into those stories and started sort of improvising in between the songs um, to give the audience more information about who these people were and what was going on in the town and it's certainly like it's inspired by true events in Ottawa for sure as well and and uh, and some of the community organizing we've been involved in. But I hope, and the feedback that we get often is that it reflects home to a lot of people. And that's kind of the idea, is, is to hone in on this sense of community that we're all seeking and sometimes feeling, not uh, feeling. Yeah, mm-hmm. not feeling because we feel almost alienated mm-hmm. yeah. from it, especially with the, the type of world we live in these days. Yeah, yeah exactly. And and the funny part for us, just in, in terms of being in the studio, is that St. Kickball, like this, this song that we're going to listen to, was the last one right? Uh, written yeah. and recorded in in the studio it almost didn't make it onto the <laughs> album and it sort of became the basis for for all the rest because we just had these portraits of people and we felt like they all sort of belonged together in the same universe and then saint kickball it it literally just means saint somewhere yeah it's kind of like saint elsewhere Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and you know. uh, but we also, you know, on the one hand, wanted to kick bar is like a really like it should be quelque part, like, yeah. but kick bar is just like a throwaway, like oh, it's somewhere over there, and but the saint uh, thing w- was on the one side, like a tip of the hat to all of the saint yeah. villages out there, there. Yeah, 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 exactly yeah. in Ontario and Quebec, yeah. um, but also the holiness of of the place that you call home yeah you know the the idea that that home is worth fighting for and home is holy and and that well yeah that's it i already <laughs> said it. so we, we started off with Le Maram, which mm-hmm. is the the sailors right mm-hmm, that's right exactly. so tell us the story of that song and then let's go ahead and we'll play yeah uh, saint kekepa well Le Marais was one of the first songs that we 
were bringing to the record. And it, it, it had an, a, quite a transformation between <laughs> our original writing of it, which was much more, um, it was almost a rock song when we first wrote it. Like I say rock in that it was like, you know, loud strummed electric guitar and like a really loud sung out chorus. It had um, almost like a like pump your fist in the street, rallying cry kind of feel to it. And we were angry. We were angry about being told to, to get a better job and to find a way to make a good living as young people when that was not something that was very easy or obvious. And so the job market was hard to enter, but we were also trying to think forward to like, how are we going to, as a generation, care for our parents if we're not able to get our feet on solid ground? And then the song evolved because we had performed it a number of times live and sort of felt as though we were alienating <laughs> the audience in doing so because it was so aggressive and, and we were so angry. And so we rewrote it. We rewrote it and it ended up being this lullaby, almost with a pleading tone, but just to throw out there to all the people our own age and, and not really to everyone, that we are stronger when we work together is the basic message. The chorus is le mien et le vôtre and it means what's mine is yours. And it's like when, when push comes to shove and the bottoms of our guts, that's what we're fighting for every day is the chance to build community, to have friendships, to, to hold on to our families, to welcome newcomers, to, to share with people, because I think that's where some of the life's most beautiful moments lie. So that was kind of the crux, and we, we boiled it down to that. And it was probably the song that reflected us as people the most in our little village of, of portraits. We'd sort of given ourselves a chance to speak. So that was Le Marais. And uh, the sailors come in because we decided the village should be populated by birds. And we have this... Um, this this vision when we sing the song about uh, the town made up of birds and, and the birds start to notice that all of their feathers are sort of embedded in the, the structures around them that have made this place. But a lot of those places are not accessible to them. Um, they're in private buildings that, you know, are private dwellings or something for for wealthier people. And they start to work together to pull feathers out of these buildings and reclaim some of themselves in this place and make a sail with it and sail. Initially we thought they would sail away and we thought that doesn't leave a very good, leave a very good lesson behind. We don't want to just like abandon ship and then try and build paradise elsewhere. We want to try and build a community where we live. And so the idea is that they go off and they get more support and then they come back home yeah. and they build, <laughs> they build, they build a village or a home that's in the image of their imagined future. You know, it's interesting because it really does come to life as this magical place. Now, uh, the album itself you also comes with its own map. Yes. That's right. uh, so yeah. you can actually not just listen to the songs about Sinke Kapar, but you can actually see pictures of it. It's kind of a little bit like a, you know, a, an Acadian Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a good, that's interesting. That's yeah. a funny way of putting it. Yeah. And, and also, uh, to accompany all the French lyrics, we have little bits of English poetry that accompany each song. Yeah. So folks that are... Don't don't speak a lick of yeah. French can hopefully get the gist of what's mm -hmm. going on in each song. So let's play the title track. Mm -hmm. um, sure. So Saint Kapar is basically the you, you said I think the last track that you wrote for the album. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and it, it was kind of a way of tying it all together. Yeah, it's uh, as opposed to um, villagers speaking of their own voice. This is the village herself speaking. This is Moonfruits with the title track from their album Saint Kapar. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio at the Folk Music Ontario Conference, and I'm Jan Hall.
Moonfruits with the title track from their wonderful album, St. Kekupal. Caitlin Milroy and Alex Miller are our special guests on Folk Roots Radio at the Folk Music Ontario Conference. I'm so thrilled that I've actually finally managed to get the interview. That <laughs> As are we. Actually, As are we. Yeah, <laughs> probably should have done about five years ago <laughs> once and then again. The interesting thing about this story, and you mentioned how this album you created and you wanted to tell all these stories about community. The album is sung in French, but also you found a way to tell stories to people who may not have French as their first language and may not have that much understanding. You also mentioned how the fact that these characters have come to life over time. And I I have to ask the question, is there a play in here somewhere as well? (laughs) I mean, is this eventually there's going to be 
a version of these songs that may take place on stage, perhaps put on by other people. Is that something that's happened yet? Well, I'm a big believer in never say never. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I think both Alex and I have that in the back of our minds. Neither of us have any experience, of course, in putting together a play or in writing a play, but we've been, it's not the first time someone's asked us that question or whether we're going to make a podcast with the stories or, and I think, or a TV show, or a TV show, or a musical. I think it's safe to say that um, the fun in working on this album, both in the writing and the recording of it, but also especially the touring of it, is that it's, it's, it's got a lot of, um, it presents a lot of opportunity for growth in how it's presented. And we've had a lot of fun with that already. I think we've become more theatrical performers maybe and, and that feels pretty comfortable and we there's more we'd like to do in fact we're planning to do some workshopping with a wonderful storyteller in Ottawa this fall in advance of a show we have at the NAC just to work the craft of storytelling in and of itself as we work it into our show in between the songs and so yes I think I don't know it people have asked us as well if we'll make like a, a Saint Kickball point two I mean, there's lots more we want to say here on this subject and in this place. I think time will tell. We'll take our time. We're slow. I'm slow. <laughs> so maybe perhaps there may eventually be another album. Yeah. yeah. And then between well, the two, that maybe something else comes out. And, and if exactly. we can spill the beans slightly, um, we are recording at the moment. And, uh, and we don't know what it's going to be, but we are definitely writing for this universe and integrating more songs into Saint Kickball. And it's it's something that we're, you know, very excited about because oftentimes you, you make an album and then it's this finite thing. You know, it's this collection of songs and maybe if you're lucky you'll put out a B side, but nowadays that's not really sort of part of the ball game anymore. But to have found something that really is sort of a creative motor for us is is deeply inspiring it's it's really nice it feels like like we're at home with that concept are yeah. you more comfortable singing in french writing in french than in english now or is this just the phase you're in when you first came onto my radar are you you were still singing in english at that time mm-hmm. from the very beginnings of us sort of making music together we were we've done both Although Alex, who's the, the much more experienced songwriter, he's been songwriting for a couple decades as opposed to me, which has just been like it's a very recent part of my life. He was always writing in English, even though he he's his first language is French. And it was a friend of ours, Don, who who produced Saint Kickball, who said, you know, you guys should really try writing in French. Just give it a go. I think you would like it. And also, you know, there is there's um. There's this this emerging artist residency for Franco-Ontarian writers that I think you would enjoy. Just put together a couple tracks and try it out. And that set us on this huge path to write St. Kickball because there was enormous support. And that was instrumental in helping us um, develop our careers. And we also uncovered this like f- this fun that we were having writing in French. For me, it was such a challenge to work on French poetry. I mean, I speak French and I have been for a long time, but... Speaking a language day to day and being able to say, can you pass the salt, can you pass the butter, and writing poetry are very two, di- two very different realms. And I don't write much poetry in English, you know, so, but it's been a wild ride. I think what we're finding is that our comfort and our happy place actually is in being a bilingual band and in doing both. So what we're working towards is 
letting the poems and songs come out how they come out and trying to develop a bilingual show and trying to um, develop a reputation as a bilingual band and present that experience in a way that is really enjoyable for the listener, regardless of what language they speak. Yeah, I think that's kind of where we're, yeah. where we're headed. It's tricky because, and listeners will probably know, but you know, the, the, the formal support for artists when it comes to like being able to fund making a record and things like that are very divided on the basis of language. So that's difficult for us because we don't want to put ourselves in one category or the other. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's a small problem to have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you think that, does that harm your career at all? I mean, do you, you know, think the fact that you profess to be bilingual and you wish to be bilingual, does that have any impact? You don't feel, I mean, or are you actually benefiting, which in the same way I say to people, you know, yeah, bring, definitely you want your kids to be bilingual because it opens a lot more doors than if they're unilingual. I would say it's sort of just like multiplied the possibilities, like in terms of, of performance and um, places to approach in, in terms of, of performing, because there, there's some spots that will, will tell you that it's like, it's this needs to be all in French. What you say in between the songs needs to be all in French, that kind of thing. On the English side, I find that there, because it is like the dominant language in Canada, despite, you know, Quebec and, and all the rest, sneaking in a couple of French songs in, uh, uh, in an Eng mostly English show is, is never really a problem. I think where you get a couple of roadblocks is in producing albums that are that are bilingual. And we've got friends of ours like Georgian Bay who, who do it not only in an album, but in a song. And they're a big inspiration for us in their fluidity between between the languages. But we've also heard stories of, you know, like the Dead Obies, for example, that are a, a Shiak rap group, having their lyrics poured over and people counting the amount of English to French words to see if their project can be funded or not. <laughs> You know, and, and so I think it comes down to like on the red tape side, I think there can definitely be some challenges, but by and large, it's, it's such a pleasure and, and such a privilege to, to be able to, to perform in, in both languages and for folks who speak those languages. So the next few months working on a, the new project, can you talk about the, the live experience? You know, one of the things that I've certainly seen. I had the pleasure of introducing you for an official showcase in Ottawa a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. Last year, you played a, a private showcase for us that, that wowed me. There was just no two ways about that. It just really made me realize that, and you know, people need to think about this, that even though you know you may be not singing in the language of the people that are in the audience, it is tremendously accessible and also very beautiful because you do sing very well together. And it's quite clear that you, to use a word I probably use too much, I mean, you're clearly simpatico when mm. you are together. I mean, mm. that, that comes through really strongly. So, you know, what can people expect when they come to a, a show from Noon Fruits? I think uh, the best way we've heard people who've been to the show describe it is that it was like they were transported. And that is the highest compliment I think we've ever got. And we're fortunate fortunate enough to hear it a couple times and I think that's what we hope to achieve we're taking you to a magical place 
And it's not magical in the sense that everything's perfect. It's a lot like every day, but it's this idea of stepping outside of ourselves and putting ourselves in other people's shoes and listening to stories and just letting our minds and our hearts wander and, and, and feeling things. I, uh, I routinely have a hard time keeping it together during our shows, especially when we tell certain stories, because for me, um, part of doing the performance aspect of saint kick is really about putting yourself in someone else's shoes. It's the best part of the job. It's, it's a lot of fun, times heart-wrenching, but the feedback from people who attend the show is that it reminds them of someone they know. And that is the highest form of compliment because it's what we're trying to do. And so, yeah, I think transported is, is the word. Yeah, and I would also add, uh, I think it's a very intimate show. Uh, I think regardless of if it's a bigger stage or, you know, a private showcase in the hotel room like we're going to be playing tonight, intimacy, I think, takes on a whole host of different forms that are not necessarily amorous. And that, that the intimacy of community is something that, that draws us in and continues to draw us in and something that, that we really uh, hone in on in, in performance, that we are the same. You know, we might have instruments and we might be singing, but we are, we are really all the same folks and we are living very much the same realities. And uh, you can feel it, you know, in the room when we're all on the same page. That's definitely what happened last year. Goosebump time. <laughs> if people want to learn more about your music, how can they do that? The best place is our website, and that's moonfruits.ca. We keep reasonably updated uh, with our show list there as best we can. And we also send out a newsletter every season where we tell folks what we've been up to and what's coming down the pipe. And uh, We're also on Facebook. Yeah, if you and look people up prefer Moonfruits. social media. Yeah. We're in all the usual places. Um, if there's like seven fans out there, or new fans out there that would like to like our page, they'll get us up past 2,000. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a shameless plug if there ever was one. <laughs> just seven. That's all we need. Yeah. Just <laughs> well, it's been great to, to talk to you today. We're going to finish with another track from mm-hmm. St. Kekapa. Yes. Uh, and this is an interesting song because it's actually, it's like, well, two tracks together, but they tell part of the story. I'm going to let you... Uh, tell us about it and go ahead and introduce it. All right. So what you need to know about uh, about La Légende de Roustabot is that it's it's telling the story of someone who lived in saint Paul before it became sort of the village it is now. And they're still with us, but they're not very visible to those around them. And you can take that literally or you can take it figuratively and, and you can think about the people in your community that are invisible but very present on the street. And kids see them because they haven't learned not to yet. Mm-hmm. This That's is right. uh, La Légende de Rostabout and Rostabout. With Moonfruits at Folk Music Ontario, I'm Jan Hall. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Thank Jan. Thank you, Jan. It's a real pleasure.
Personne ne voit Rostabot. Personne ne voit cet homme qui joue. Qui joue au bout du quai. Qui joue pour payer son billet. Pour se rendre de l'autre côté. Personne ne voit Rostabot. Les navires arrivent. Les gens descendent, visitent, rembarquent, repartent. Les paquebots arrivent. Les gens descendent, visitent, rembarquent, repartent. Descendent, visitent, rembarquent. Repartent, mais personne ne voit Rostabot. Personne ne voit Rostabot. Personne ne voit Rostabot. Sauf. Les enfants. Qui voit un manche. Un tambour et quatre cordes qui vibrent dans les airs.
Descend, visite, remarque, repart, 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 descend, visite, remar